0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. This is a show where I offer my personal perspectives to brides and wives and to grooms and guys on things to consider before walking down the aisle, as well as some lessons that will endure before and after the wedding ceremony. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. So, at the last episode, if I remember correctly, I think we went over um, whether a 200, I mean, what constitutes a small wedding, basically. And it took off from the conversation that I had with my mentee, uh, over in Aberdeen over uh, What is considered a small uh, wedding how a 200 person wedding one that I just covered recently Over here in Abuja uh, in Nigeria is considered a small um, event But for our folks back in Aberdeen uh, in the United Kingdom a 200 person event is a large uh, wedding and um, Okay, so I hope I was able to take you guys through Uh, what the dynamics are that are involved, and how you ought to have open discussions when planning uh, a wedding, especially if both of you have been educated and brought up differently. Because um, you might be a Nigerian, getting married to a Nigerian, but um, we find it happening that... um, you know some people are being educated abroad at a very um young age, like I mentioned one of my clients who have their eleven year old daughter abroad so these things um do happen that like you might be a Niger dude and you know you were born and bred over here, primary school here, secondary school here, university here, everything here, maybe masters abroad, where you happen to meet the love of your life, and now both of you are getting ready to walk down the aisle, and you're planning the wedding, but she has been out of the country since she was 11, and so when she thinks uh, big wedding, she thinks 100 people max, and you uh, you're thinking, oh big wedding, yeah we can deal with 1000 people, so you need to have those conversations. Um, uh, openly and early. You don't wait until you are, uh, in the process of, um, you don't wait until two months before the wedding or like in my own case, I've even seen, um, I think two weeks to the wedding, two, three weeks to the wedding. And then you're having the bus stop with your parents and your spouse and everybody over, uh, what the size uh, should be. And, uh, Yeah, I think I mentioned that this is one of the benefits that you get if you have a wedding planner because these people have timelines for walking through um, everything and also because since um, wedding planners are uh, professional or disinterested in a way, they have a level of professional detachment, they can wade into these things and be much more direct than um, you guys can. Okay, so moving on uh, then to the other question. Also, a very practical question, that if you want 100 guests at your wedding, how many invitations should you send out? Now, this is really, really, really um, important, and it's something I can speak to from personal experience, because I had uh, patients and I were advised when we were getting married that you send out um, less than the number. um, The invitations you send out should be less Uh, Maybe 30 or 40% less than the actual number of people that you want. So bottom line is, if you want 100 guests at your wedding, you don't send out 100 invitations. You know, you send out 50 or you send out 60. Now, the idea behind that is that um, if you're getting married in uh, Nigeria, and if you're also getting married in the Orient, because they also have these uh, problems as well. So, uh, you know, people in uh, China, um, India, um, you know, certain parts of Asia... And if you're getting married in uh, Eastern Europe, I confirmed from um, some of our some of our Polish brethren that's back when I still lived and worked in Aberdeen uh, that they also have this problem as well so uh, in these cultures, if you uh, send out a hundred invitations and you're expecting a hundred people, then this is what's going to happen. So the Yoruba people have a saying something like zipmo mobo moya or something like that. I mean basically it means I heard and so I came. So the bottom line is you send out 100 invitations and the invitation is sitting with me and my wife happens to come across it and she's like, oh, cool, we have a wedding to attend. So that is me. Maybe intended for only me to attend, um, but my wife has seen it and okay, so I guess that means wifey is coming along. And then, of course, we can't both go for the wedding We have little kids, so the kids will be coming along. Let's pretend that uh, coronavirus, the coronavirus, uh, we're not dealing with the coronavirus situation. And now that my mom is here um, helping out with the kids, of course, mom, uh, mom, she will also have to come along. And, you know, before you know it, that one invitation that you sent out means that you now have six or seven guests that you didn't quite plan for. Now, imagine this thing happening over um, a dozen or so other people on your guest list and you see how um, the list um, gets uh, very um, conflated. So that is one of the reasons why some wedding planners will advise you uh, that if you want 100 guests at your wedding, you know, send out 50 invites or maybe even less because of this whole thing of I heard and so I came. And... um, Yeah, because sometimes it's not even uh, tied to the um, IV, per se, the invitation. Now, um, there are some uh, weddings. I noticed weddings on the more... um, What should I say? Should I say... uh, I'm not sure what the correct term is. But let me just say on the high class end. So for weddings that are much more on the high class end, uh, I've noticed that they do a much uh, better job of... um, Uh, crowd control um, using the IV. So it's written on the IV that this admits you plus one RSVP to so 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 number and come and pick up your um, admittance card on so 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 and so date. Nobody will be left let into the venue without an admittance card. So I've noticed that uh, at um, high-class weddings, if we can call them that, these things are rigidly enforced, and so the bouncers are there, and the language on the IV is stern, and then they've also put uh, these other things in place, like uh, you have to come and pick up your admittance card. I have um, been at uh, well until last year. Um, the what I had noticed was um, the guest lists and the bouncers. So if you couldn't show your name on the guest list, then the bouncer wouldn't get you in. But uh, last year, um, before um, COVID hit, sorry, no, not last year, uh, the year before that, because last year, Coronavirus really came into um, full effect, in Nigeria anyway, let's say February and maybe March. So it would have been the year prior I started seeing that, that you'd have to pick up an uh, admittance card. So you get the IV and then your RSVP. That means you call the wedding planner or you call Auntie Sylvia or you call uh, Uncle Kletus or whoever to say, yes, I'm attending the wedding. And then Ongletus lets the wedding planner know. And then you're sent an SMS for when you're going to come and pick up um, your admittance card. And uh, it's also stated on the admittance card that this admits one. So it kind of gives you a hint that um, if you're showing up for this wedding, it is you and wifey. So momsy and the kids, you have to find out ways to uh, sort themselves out because they're not going to be um part of this so these are some of the things that you can consider if you are getting ready to walk down the aisle um, if you want 100 guests at your wedding don't send out 100 IVs or else you're going to be pleasantly um, surprised like I was at my own wedding I say pleasantly surprised because um I took it to mean that we are loved and our parents uh, are loved and they have lots of supporters because I think with the IVs we printed out um it's been a long time so don't quote me on this but I think we were aiming for four hundred, and our rationale was that um, uh, we are from a well. Okay, yes, we're from a large family. But when you're speaking um, in the in the larger Nigerian context, you could say we are a, um, we are a small family. Hmm. Okay, no, that didn't come out right. Anyway, we consider ourselves um, that we are from a um, large family, but there are other. tribes and uh, other um, ethnicities in Nigeria that have traditions of having um, even um, larger families because it's not unheard of that um, the grandfather would have five or six wives with each wife having about eight to ten children apiece so yes we're from a large family but uh, for our grandparents you know uh, things didn't pop off that that huge so anyway we figured that um If we wanted 400 people at the wedding on our side, we probably would be able to come up with 150 guests. And uh, so our in-laws, who are much closer to Lagos, because uh, the wedding was in Lagos, and um, they are Isha. So uh, the distance, I mean, trying to get from uh, Makudi to Lagos is not the same as trying to get from uh, Benin City to Lagos. So um, anyway, so yes, we're aiming for 400. And we are in St. Leo's Church at the time that the Mass started, Uh, it looked like a respectable crowd. Everything was going okay. And then uh, we get called up to take our vows. And, uh, you know, you stand up and you're out in front. So you're backing the church the whole while. And I didn't realize that the crowd was going. And it's at the point where, uh, okay, and then the part of the uh, taking the vows, you know, that part is intense. So you're focused. You don't really know what's going on around you. And then they turn you around to present you to Mr. and Uh, present Mr. and Mrs. Um, Ayede, uh, the newest couple to the congregation. And then, lo and behold, that's when it hit me. In the beginning, it was a, should I say, relatively empty church. You know, friends and family, all is well, everything cool. And then, all of a sudden, I just saw this massive crowd to the right and to the left of the aisle. I mean, the church was not full, but bottom line is, I didn't expect any one Uh, side of the aisle in particular, whether the left or the right, to have people all the way to the back of the church. But that is what we saw. And uh, that was a time where all the contingency planning that we had with our wedding planner uh, turned out to be a good one. Because even though we wanted to feed, uh, gosh, I can't remember if we were aiming for uh, 400, was it 600? But we ended up feeding, um, he ended up feeding close to uh, a thousand or so um, people. So, um yeah, so this is something that I can speak about uh, firsthand, that you definitely are not budgeting for um, a thousand folks, and uh, you think you do everything on your end right to uh, keep the crowd down, including limited number of um, IVs that you print. But if so happens that one or both uh, families happen to be close home, then, um, yeah, these are the sorts of things that you uh run into in fact some people even said we were lucky that if the wedding happened to have been at home that is if we had to be in um if we had to have uh gone all the way to villa that would have really been a problem um, a huge issue because now it's not just the distance of um Uh, Villa or Benin City to Lagos, but now we're talking about uh, people who already live within Benin City or close to Villa Or who have homes in Villa. So for them the thing of uh, traveling um, Down to Villa is not a problem because there's accommodation and before you know it would have had a huge problem if um, the wedding had taken place back in the village so um, Yeah, some some folks some family members said oh that was not really a problem at all, that uh, as far as crowd control goes, that your wedding went quite well. Your wedding being uh, mine. Anyway, let me not ramble too much on uh, the whole matter. So bottom line, if you want 100 guests at your wedding, or if you want 1,000 guests at your wedding, or 2,000 guests at your wedding, you don't send out the exact number of invitations. You send out way less. That is what wedding planners used to advise back in the day. I don't know about now. Uh, bouncers are an option, but they cause problems because... There's always that uncle who heard, and his name is not on the list, and he's going to cause a ruckus outside the venue. It's going to be like, what do you mean? Uh, I was there when she was born. Uh, we took care of her. I used to carry her to school, everything. How can you say I'm not going to get inside here over my dead body? You must be mad. Do you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all the shouting and everything that goes on. So the more, um, uh, what should I say, upmarket and be upscaled version of uh, having people RSVP and going to pick up your admittance cards. Yeah, these are some of the things that you can uh, do. So for those of you who are already married like I am, the uh, the advice applies for all the future engagements that you guys are going to plan. So yes, you've planned the wedding, but you know, now the kids have come along and there's the issue of um, birthday parties, uh, play dates, um, what else? coronation ceremonies if you have to be if you're one of those people who are traditionally inclined and you accept uh uh, that your people should give you a traditional stool at home you know you're going to have to plan for your coronation and so all these things um uh come into effect so yeah i think uh that's it pretty much so we can put a pin on it a pin in it at this point so thank you for listening to the so you're getting married podcast i'm your host Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Taveshima Ayede. I will catch you guys at the next recording. And I really hope I didn't say, so you think you're getting married. What I meant to say was, so you're getting married podcast. So you guys have a wonderful day.